pizza pie. Oh, yeah. I mean, ontological nonsense. It's fascinating. Oh, one thing you gotta know about me is if anybody starts coming at you and starts saying, or any, or me, or anybody, and starts saying you're a fucking dumbass or you're an idiot, I'm gonna start getting fired. <laughs> yeah. Well, I appreciate you. Um, you've always, uh, you've always been a good one. <laughs> so I appreciate you, Sarah. Did you enjoy your soup and salad? Soup and salad. Yeah. Oh my god, salad and soup. Look, I went, I went live here, so you can say hi to everybody. Hello. Hello, Agni and Drew and Greg. How you guys doing? Um, hello, Marco. How y'all doing? Hello, everybody. Um, I I will invite. Uh, everybody to speak you can accept it if you want i'm just hanging out um i'm hanging out here with my good friend sarah um the other room ended abruptly hello marco and uh hello greg how you guys doing hi that was amanda's room right so i guess she decided to cut it short <laughs> Well, um, I'm weak. <laughs> <laughs> she was, she was done. But she was split for what she does not do. Done right. <laughs> That's hilarious. Uh, you guys are all, all still uh, awake and uh, half baked. Hey, Zach, what's up, man? Half awake, not baked. How you doing? Good to see you. Good to see you, buddy. How are you doing, Hakeem? It's, it's late night. What are you doing? Um, well, I had a hell of a night. Um, it was pretty awesome because my um, I uh, was finally able to. I actually um, I came I, I came to some really interesting discoveries about my personal uh, relationship about my girlfriend. Um, and uh, it's heartbreaking, but uh, I'm glad that I was able to uncover a little bit of the truth. Um, she showed up to the club that I, next door to the club next door to me where I work at with a guy that she's been seeing for a long time. And um, he had no idea that we've been dating for three months, but she's been seeing him for years. And um, it was uh, pretty eye-opening because she got busted and she freaked the fuck out <laughs> and made an ass of herself in front of everybody. And the guy was really calm. And um, he just, he gave me his phone number and asked me to send him like texts and stuff like that. And I sent him screenshots and everything um, showing her showing him how I've basically been supporting her whole, whole entire family, her kids, her sister, <laughs> and everybody. And um, he says, uh, he says, that's nice, bro. He's like, I appreciate you being honest. You're the fucking man. By the way, my name is Sal. Sorry to text you this late. 
um, earlier when after I sent him a few things, he said, <laughs> it was funny, he goes, LOL, that's crazy, bro. She's the devil, bro. <laughs> and, um, and then, uh, he was, he, he was just testing me to see something. He asked me, he was like, how many kids does she have? LOL. And I was like, three. He was like, damn. He was like, at least she was honest there, like with me, right? Because, you know, she wasn't honest with anything else. And I asked him, how long have you been with her? And he says, long time. And um, and he then he says, uh, and, and I put this out there to him. I was like, she was with you last weekend. That's why she wasn't answering my calls on Saturday night. He's like, facts, bro. And then he's like, I ain't going to lie. You're a real dude. And um, he's like, and I, I showed him all kinds of stuff about how I was basically supporting her family and things like that. And he's like, that's crazy. I'm sorry to hear that. And I said, don't be sorry. I was happy to do it, and I would do it again. She said she fell for me. He's like, I guess that makes you happy, bro. You love her. She probably loves you also, Pop. And he was a good guy. He was really calm about it. But he did take away. I found out that the ring that she had, the rings that she had, that she supposedly bought for herself, he bought them all for her. She was wearing like $27,000 worth of diamond rings. And they were all his. And they actually got kicked out of the club um, that next door because uh, they were having an argument. And she was actually trying to get away from him. But he was really calm. And, um, like, the other security had to kick them out. And he took her rings from her and all that stuff like that. And I hate to break up uh, any happy relationships, but um, the girl's been lying to me for almost a year um, and then the three months that we were dating and uh, Maria was right Maria was right <laughs> Maria was right so it's all good it's all good so what do you think about that, Marco? Yeah, but I don't feel like it. Um, well, I mean, she felt like she was conning me, but no one can ever con me because I give people who lose when I stop giving is the person that I'm giving to. I don't know if you understand that. Yeah, I mean like the fact that you are the way you are you subvert the con. Yeah, I don't I don't feel like you I was subverted. Con. It's because it's yeah, like because you weren't trying to get anything out of her. You weren't right. trying to get anything out of her. Out of her. She was trying to be a good person and you were doing good things for good people. <laughs> yeah, so you know, so you weren't but she was conning you. You just, you're just like impervious to the con because you're. I like, mean, I was suspicious from the very beginning of like red flags, but I'm the kind of person that, you know, as the saying goes, gives a person well, for well, hang themselves. Only a so, mark who can afford um, the con is going to be a valid I just, mark. Uh, I let it be. 
And right. as I mean, fate like, would have it, her dumbass showed yeah, up at the club tonight with it. the pink dress that I bought her right? last week. So, so yeah, but the fact that you can afford it makes the fact that Victoria's you are, secret. And this is after can afford getting that, them pedicures and manicures that. and taking them out to breakfast. Um, which, I don't know. There's it's a strange thing up, about man. having you know, enough you, resources you know, to not That's one of the reasons I love that show. That puts me in that position. Do you know what I mean? It's like I guess if I was like strapped for cash, like if it was like she was like ruining like so many seductresses have done to people in the past, then maybe I don't know. Do you know what I mean? If I wasn't, if it was hurting me financially, then like if I was stretching myself to and do it, then maybe gangsterism in the U.S. is a pretty volatile industry. Like, um, if you're not in the top tiers of the gangster yeah. industrial complex, as it were, like you're gonna get like killed. Like your your like death rate is really high, yeah. and your and your standard of living is really low too because you don't get paid very much when you're in the lower tiers of the criminal organizations. Yeah, that's crazy. <laughs> You only make a lot of money if you're like in the top tier. Otherwise, like you're like barely making a living. It's 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 like capitalist as fuck. Yeah. Just put it, put it right here, Sarah. No, I'll, I'll take care of it. I feel like you're gonna slide. Yes. See, look, that just slid. Oh, move! Slid right through the DM. Um. Let me let me move this stuff. Oh. So what the hell? What are you guys doing? Like where where are you, Marco? Like oh Canada, right? Is that correct? Well who's in Canada? Oh wait, that was uh no that was Shogi. Shogi's in Canada. Sorry, I don't know if you can hear me. Yeah, I can hear you. Oh, okay, cool. Yeah, sorry, my it, it shows me as muted. Uh, no, I live okay. in Portland, Oregon. And Port Astoria. Uh, Portland. Oh, P- Portland. Okay. Yeah, yeah, Portland, Oregon. Yeah. Oh, Portland, Oregon. Okay, I, I'd heard differently. 
Yeah, sorry. I'm like, I'm like totally like uh, stoned and drunk. So I'm like. <laughs> so you're, you're, it's like 2.30 in the morning for you. Exactly. Yeah. Okay. So what are you still doing awake? Pray tell. Oh, well, it's like, you know, it's Friday night. I don't know. Hmm. I just haven't gone to sleep yet from all the excitement. Ah, <laughs> uh, yes. It was pretty eye-opening, yo. She, she went, when she got busted, she started saying things like such cruel, horrible things to me that I never, like, cause the dude she was with, Sal, like he, um, he was totally cool. And he kept on trying to be like, Hey, show me the text messages. He's like, show me the message. And she wouldn't, she even tried to grab my phone out of my hand. And cause like she, I went to the club next door because everybody always looks out for me. Um, all the other security guys. And the guy came up to me and was like, hey, are you still dating that, that girl with the pink dress? And I was like, yeah, why? She's like, oh, because she's walking around and they're holding some dude's hand. I was like, is it? I was like, it might be her brother. Is it a short, you know, older looking guy? He's like, no, it's some diesel dude. Da, 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 da. And so I went through there and just walked through and I went and tapped her on the back. And at first she gave me a hug, but then she, she kept on turning away from there. She started pushing me away. And I was like, that's weird. And then, and then I went and I was like, all right, whatever. And I left and went back to, to the club next door where I work. And then she walked through there with him for some reason. And so I went and tapped her again. I was like, Hey, what's up? And then he was like, Hey man, what's going on? Is there a problem? And I was like, yeah, that's, that's my girlfriend. Like, I'm just trying to figure out. And then she started screaming, I'm not your girlfriend. And, then, <laughs> and, and, um, and I was like, yeah, we've been dating for three months. She's like, we never did anything. And it's like, she just all of a sudden turned into the most horrible liar. Like, and I couldn't figure it out why at first, but then of course, learning later on that she's been with this guy for years. Um, I was like, oh, I guess I see why. It's pretty hilarious. That sucks, man. I'm sorry. <laughs> oh, I'm, I'm not, I'm not, uh, I'm actually not, um, I'm not hurt by it. I'm actually relieved because, um, like I said, I, I knew from the beginning that there was something amiss and I just needed to figure it out. And I, I did in part, at least I knew that I was right, that she was with somebody else. I just didn't know how that was playing out. So, but it's all good. All good in the hood. I almost popped it. <laughs> you almost popped what? Your knee? My like, back is the lower, lower part, but it just kind of crackles. I can crack your back for you. <laughs> Why do you give on about Sarah? <laughs> because I'm just trying, but I'm failing. That was a good back crack. <laughs> <laughs> oh, God. Okay, one more, one more. But, you know, one one relief is that um, my girl Sarah here is hot as fuck. <laughs> and that, you know, that, um, that makes things simpler. So have, a, have a super hot girl around you. It, it helps relieve... It relieved the pain. You know what I'm saying? Yes. 
Sounds good, yeah. <laughs> so, what was that, Marco? It sounds good, yeah. <laughs> Sarah, you know you are smoking hot, right? <laughs> that's you. What do you mean that's me? <laughs> You're fucking crafted by the gods. Oh, wow. She says I'm crafted by the gods. That's a great compliment. It's well, true. You, you are a superhero, Hakeem. Yes. Uh, I'm something. I'm super something. Like, see? I'm see? not super saiyan. <laughs> yes, you are super, always super saiyan. <laughs> something awesome. <laughs> but, um, yeah, it's been a... I'm not going to say that I'm not, like, heartbroken by it or, like, it doesn't bother me at all. But the way that I feel about it is not... It's not going to make me lose any any more sleep over it than usual and um you know i'm not gonna go fucking stalking her house and doing us other crazy shit like that and sending her a bunch of messages as a matter of fact what's really fucked up is that tonight just as a dick move just because i've been paying her phone bill her phone was on my business account so i just as soon as i i saw her acting the way she was and trying to grab my phone out of my hand and realize that she's been with this dude i just went into my account online and just disable the service i was like okay it's like i'm not paying for any more shit from you it's like i'm not gonna i'm not gonna be mean to you but i'm also not gonna be nice to you anymore like that it's like like get it's your own logical phone. thing to do <laughs> yeah it's like get your own fucking phone you know you remember the anxiety that i had last time we talked about this i'm just like ah man you broke your rule you broke your fucking rule man yeah like, <laughs> and i like i admit I, mean, that I, I worked in the club scene too yeah, Never you and, the club. Yeah, you and you and Maria were were right, and I was like adamant. I was like, no, I know what I'm. But I I was right in the fact that I do know what I'm doing, and that um I was going to be okay no matter what. It's just that I I needed to have it culminate in something like this, in order for me to like have like real hard facts on the on the matter. That's mm-hmm. all. But um, yeah. It's, it's all good. It just sucks, man, because, like, her kids are innocent, you know? It's like, and I was, like, taking care of all of them and, like, helping everybody out and just doing really nice things for them. Her kids really liked me, and I, that's what's really fucked up. That's always the worst part, man. You get to know the kids and, like, you develop emotions for them and shit, and, like, that's that's always the it, like the the bitches that did shit to me never fucking like I never gave a fuck about them after it was over but it always felt bad that I had gotten to know their kids and shit that was always the, the worst yeah. feeling. The one thing that's messed up I I almost start, started crying was when the dude he was texting me like up until maybe an hour ago and he was like he was like you know I guess that that's because it makes you happy bro and he said um he goes because you love her and he's like. He's like, I'm, I'm, she probably loves you too, Pop. And I'm like, because I could sense it too. It's just that she's fucked up. You know what I mean? Like, like how could you not? I don't know. Maybe I'm just being too hopeful, but. Nah, man, she's a schizo. <laughs> Fuck that shit. Nah, man, she's a schizo. Fuck that. No. Awesome. Hope. Yeah. And borderline personality shit, man. Fuck that. No. I will have to tell you about Lila later. Okay, you're going to tell me about Lila later? It will make all of the sense. Okay. 
Well, you look pretty peaceful there. Are you going to go to sleep? Probably not. <laughs> yeah. I don't know. Maybe. The birds are a chirping. They sure are a chirping. Yeah. If I don't, though, and I stay up till 9, I'll crash at 9, and I'll be well, fucking wasted. Well, don't you have shit to do in the morning? Are you, no, do you still have to contact the... Uh, yeah. So. Gotta get on that. So, Drew, what's been going on with you, man? Anything new, fresh, and exciting? Outside? I live in Florida. <laughs> <laughs> Wait, what yeah. part of Florida are you in again? Are you Jacksonville? Like, what's Duval. Duval? Yeah. I don't think I've... I'm Duval County. Uh, Jacksonville. Uh, oh, right, yes. Jacksonville, Duval. Yeah, murder capital, Florida. Fuck that shit. And also uh, the home of Limp Biscuit, one of the best bands on earth. Yeah, he actually went to, actually met his mom back when I was a teenager. I was joking about that best bands on earth thing, man. Yeah, that, yeah, no, no, man, definitely <laughs> not. I, back when I, back, you know, you know, there's this saying that before you get your first blowjob, your music tastes probably suck. That yeah, was probably uh... me. <laughs> Yeah, you got to get some of that post-night clarity, you know? Then you're like, oh, this is fucking awful. Aww. Not really. What's up, Zach? Are you back, <laughs> you Lego maniac? Zach. What is the... Zach, what is the CO all about, man? Colorado. Stands for Colorado. State. Yeah, BK uh, uh, said that he thought it would be cool if we all put um, where we're from uh, oh, in Colorado? our Colorado. Uh, yeah, our bio. Okay, Colorado. So what's BK? Uh, he's in um, Marco. Is he near you? Uh, in What's the not Oregon, Oregon or the oh. not Washington? Uh, yeah, I think they're both in Oregon. Hmm. Wow. I'm getting a bit tired though. That's weird. Like all of a sudden. I don't know if that's gonna happen. I think I already went through my second wind and went to the reserve tanks. <laughs> yeah. But dude, I knew something was up because that your story reminded me of this chick that I fucked around with in Fort Lauderdale, and she oh, did yeah. the same fucking shit. Really? She um, but she brought you all up into her life and into her home and introduced you to her family. Well, not really. Like, like I, she was. We were only like nine. Well, she was nineteen. I was twenty-three. Something like that. So like the thing is she had a like she had a boyfriend for like years, right? Yeah. Dude was like an electrician or whatever. And uh but she would hit me up and we would go fuck around and then like I would go back to Jacksonville, she would go back to Fort Lauderdale because we'd meet halfway to like Orlando, right? Yeah. And uh you know, it was some movie th some movie type scene shit, you know. We'd go sit in the fireworks at Universal Studios or something and uh, then we get a hotel room and we'd do the damn thing and 
uh, and then she told me she loved me like one time she told me she was in love with me. I was like, oh, okay, so shit, we're putting a label on it, okay? Uh, like, I didn't know we were going that fast, but, uh, I mean, shit, if you want to call it what it is, then fine. And, uh, then a week later she calls me up and says she's not in love with me. What was the answer, Sarah? I just wanted to see if it worked. If what worked? Everything. Alright. You definitely need to go the fuck to sleep. That's me all the time. <laughs> yeah, I mean... Yeah, <laughs> what, well, my situation is a little bit differently, because I... I mean, there's no way she could say about... I mean, if money's going to make her happy, then I would have made her happy. But. No, I'm just saying it's just like being the second dude, not realizing you're the second dude. Well, again, I realized something from the very beginning. It's just that I was so enthralled and enamored and infatuated with her. And I mean, she has a good act. I mean, she's sweet and fucking just intelligent. And she's, you know know part owner in a business where she's a fashion designer in new york and like and she was just doing all these things that showed that she liked me but at the same time some a lot of her behaviors were were really shady and i i said it from the very beginning too i even told her i was like look i'm not gonna lie some of the the things that you do really don't add up and she'd always find some excuse but they but they were like trans logic, as we call it in hypnosis, tr or transitory logic. Like it, it made sense when she said it, but then when you think about it later, you're like, wait a minute. Wait a damn second. Okay, so question: Did she come on like, like initially? Was it like movie theme, scene type love, like, you know, like butterflies and shit like that? Like she was just all about you, and then like all of a sudden, just wham, out of nowhere, it changed. No, that it never changed until tonight. When she got busted. Intentions are everything. With this guy, like, she was so sweet and everything. Like, she, I mean, dude, she'd send me photos. Like, she would keep me updated on everything when she was out with her kids. Like, she'd send me photos and text updates and phone calls and, like, everything. Like, it was, like, it was just building and building and building. Like, everything was, like, really good. But there were just a few things here and there that didn't make sense. Like, a few times when I wasn't able to get in touch with her when I thought, that I should be able to. And I realized it was because she had to juggle me, the communication with me and the other guy. I had to do it to know. Yeah. That sucks, but it's fuck. It fucks. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it sucks and fucks. That's why Parker was saying in his rap that it was a suck and Suck, it was a fucking suck fest. Something but success. Anyway, that was what it was in my head. <sighs> success. Yeah. Mm. It's so crazy the amount of. Oh, there's a uh, shogi. I'm gonna invite shogi to.
this. <laughs> and I'm gonna go like this. <laughs> and I'm gonna go like this. What's up, Shogi? How you doing? What's that? I'm doing well. How are you doing, sir? I'm I'm doing good. Oh, look, well, it's Mr. Two Extra. What's up, brother? Long fucking time. Oh, that's cool. <laughs> Thanks, oh, Greg. Shit. I'm doing what uh, what Danny does. She invites everybody to speak and makes them all moderators. So. I think. <laughs> hey, hey, how y'all doing? Cool. Well, um, just a, a quick overview. Remember the girl that I've been talking about that I, for the past couple of months that I've been, you know, falling for? Oh, yes. Huh? She played, brother. Yeah, man. I busted her live fucking red-handed tonight, and it was fucking glorious and awesome how it went down because she made a fucking public spectacle of herself because she got caught. Um, but... <laughs> You know, it's also kind of heartbreaking. Yeah, I understand that, man. Um, I know what you what you kind of going going through, man. I was talking about this. She couldn't do it, and um, I know what you mean, man. So I did it all for the nookie. Come on. <laughs> So you know, Hakeem, was she like exclusive? Like, did you guys have a conversation like where you're exclusive and you guys are really serious about each other, or yeah. just like kind of up in there? No, I had that conversation with her right in the beginning after the first three dates. I remember I went over to her house and I brought a book to her or something like that, and then um, I said, you know. Mar me like can we do this and be exclusive with each other she says of course she's like of course i'm serious about you she's like look i brought you into my home i introduced you to my family and my children and she's like i don't ever do that and she said that several times so i mean we yes we've had the conversation but um apparently like the guy tonight because we've been texting back and forth like he said he's like she's the devil bro because <laughs> he he didn't he didn't know either of course so when I sent him all these text messages, he was like, he's like, he, he said, LOL. Cause like some of the text messages I sent were the ones where I, cause I broke up with her on Sunday because I just couldn't take it anymore. Like all of the, like all the red flags, it was just, and then she like, she says, Oh, sometimes I just fucking, you know, I shut down because of my trauma and like, just for stupid, like stuff that she would stop talking to me for didn't make any sense, but it was just her using that as an excuse to like not talk to me for like a day so she could have her time with the other guy. Um, you know, she would, and she's done that like a couple times, but like, um, so I sent her, I sent him these, these texts just showing him, you know, like, yeah. like one of them, I, sh I, yeah, he, she showed up t with him at the club next door to the one that I work at wearing a fucking dress that I bought her last week. Like, I'm not going to see a walking through the door. Like, 
it's it was so crazy and what did she say like what was the interaction there like what bullshit did like what like well you saw her well i saw her going but i didn't do anything i just sat down at the front because because i also didn't because she sent me a message and she asked me um yesterday she or well let's see this would be it would be thursday yeah because today's friday Thursday, she sent me a message like, oh, I'm driving into Virginia at 5 a.m., so I'll be there around 2. And she said, what's your plans for the weekend? And she's like, are you going to do skydiving? And I said, no, I don't have skydiving until July 8th. Um, to, to make sure that you and I are, are okay. And because um, I had broken up with her the weekend before, and then she kept on getting back at me like, no, this is not okay and all this, this stuff like that. So, like, and the text message I sent to this guy was a screenshot of her saying, Hakeem, this isn't okay. Text me when you feel better because this is nonsense, you know? And, um, and like other ones, she was saying like, excuse me, I went up to you. I put time and effort into you. If I didn't like you, I wouldn't be wasting a minute of my time. And I, I wrote, everyone comes up to me. I worked the door at a bar. She's like, I introduced you to my family and let you in my home, which never happens. And, you know, and, and then I, one of my other text messages when I broke, And, and when he saw them, he, he wrote the text messages like, LOL, that's crazy, bro. She's the devil, bro. And, um, and like, that's man- like, obviously, you know, it's manipulative as fuck. Like, I don't know, like, sometimes I feel sorry for especially really straight guys. Like, the like, just the whole game and what, like, how you can meet girls and do all these other things. Like, like, it really is limited, especially with the app situation. Like, how do you meet a girl naturally without creeping her out and being fucking weirdo, right? So, like, I don't know. Sometimes you'll have to meet a girl. Like you. She does. I, I know she does. It's just that there's something fucking wrong with her in that sense you know what i mean like i know for a fact she likes me that's what was so confusing about it because it's like how can you like somebody and then play them like that like she for sure likes me like i i know that i can i can feel it i can sense it. i knew there was something genuine there like she really likes me but she it was, she's one of those people who wanted to have her cake and eat it too you know and this other guy was also like giving her some financial support as a matter of fact tonight um they got kicked out these rings that she was wearing that she claimed before to me that she had bought with her own money. And it was 27,000, one $15,000 ring. And another one was $12,000. I mean, some serious fucking ice. And he took him and, and, and I just happened, my, my buddy, Dan, who works the front door with me on Friday and Saturday, he just happened to come inside and be like, Hey, can you watch the front door? So I went and just sat in the stool. And right as I sat at, at the stool, like a, within a few minutes, they were getting kicked out of the back door of the, the side door of the other place. And she was like, no, that's my ring. That's my ring. And he was like, no, I bought this. And, and cause then the reason why they got kicked out is because she called one of the bouncers, Marcus, who's a friend of mine. And was like, Hey, you got this guy's, you know, you got to get him out of here. He's, he's bothering me or whatever. And Marcus was just like, fuck that, both of y'all get out. Because he was the one who came to me in the first place, and he was like, yo, are you still dating that girl? And I asked him a couple questions, and, and he said, 
and went to his the answer he gave me i went over there and i just tapped her on her back and gave her a hug but then she just started pushing me away so i mean all those guys there like we're like a tight-knit group so they all look out for me I mean, he came fucking storming through a crowd of people. He was like, bro, <laughs> are you still dating that girl? And I was like, yeah, what, what, what's, why, what's up? So it was just, it was just pretty funny. fucking wild. Like, she actually, because uh, she knows you probably work there, right? She knows what, right? That's what. Of course. She, 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 like, I don't know what the fuck she was thinking. Like, I think that she thought, like, first one thing I think she was doing because after I went in there and I was like saying what's up to her and she was pushing me away, I just left. I just walked out. I was like, all right, you're being like that, that way. That's weird. So I just went back inside and then she comes walking through the club that I work with, with the guy holding his hand. And I'm like, what the fuck? So I walked over to her and tapped her on the back again. And I was like, Hey Marlene, what the fuck is going on? I was like, why aren't you talking to me? Why haven't you returned my text? And she pushed me away and I walked up to her again. I was like, Marlene, I'm just trying to talk to you. I'm not trying to argue. And she pushed me away. And then the guy she was with, I was like, hey, man, what's the problem? What's going on? I was like, I'm just trying to talk to my girlfriend. He's like, your girlfriend? I was like, yeah, she's my girlfriend. He was like, she's your girlfriend? And and then that's when it went down. Then she started fucking yelling, I'm not your girlfriend. I don't even, you're just a fucking bouncer that works here. You're psychotic. And she started saying all this fucked up shit. And like, cause then by that time, like it was going down and I was like, yeah, she just, she just texted me yesterday about what my plans were this weekend. She's like, I didn't text you anything. And I'm like, but I have the text right here. And then he was like, he was very calm. He was like super calm. He was like, show me the text, bro. And I was trying to open my phone and she almost grabbed my phone out of my hand a couple of times. And I'm just like, and so he could see her behavior. And so he was already suspicious and he was trying to get me to show the text and we were standing out there for like 10 minutes, but she was making a huge scene. So they just went back inside and I, I was like, I'm just going to walk away, whatever. And then, so that, I mean, that's how it started. I was, was, a, you know, one of my buddies reporting to me and then her, for some reason, her dumbass walking through, I mean, dude, it's, she's the only person. That, like nobody else is wearing that fucking dress. Like, well, did you see what Greg said? <laughs> no. Let me see. What... The fucking dad you, like. The relationship reminds me of Israel, the PLO, and the That's and awesome. Jordan. Like, oh my god! Your other guy who's with her is Jordan, and she's definitely Israel. Like, just it's just um. You know, uh, I just, I was seriously nothing but a gentleman to this woman. Like I was so patient and kind to her and I actually met her at the club that I work at. She would come to Latin dance night. And the funny thing is, is that the only reason why I even considered dating her, which I, I didn't in the first was I would never date any woman from the club. Not that there's anything wrong with them or anything like that, but I made it. I've been doing this for 24 years, and I've never done that. I've never screwed around with or dated a woman there. But over the time, I didn't really even notice that I liked her. But I did notice her, and I noticed a few things about her that were different from all the other girls. One, she wasn't grinding up on people all the time. She would come there always with her sister and or her brother or brothers. They would have. She would have one drink, eat a lemon pepper lemon pepper chicken pasta 
and then they would leave together. They would, she would never leave with any guys. She would never go to any after parties or anything like that. Just go straight home. Um, and also, she always wore all long dresses, like the one I bought her that went down to her ankles. So she was always covered up and modest in the way she dressed. And she was always very elegant and had, like, really nice jewelry, which is nothing. The jewelry didn't impress me, but she just was really ladylike and proper and, like, didn't present herself as a fucking scheming whorebag. Like, she just was completely classy, like, all the time. But tonight, oh, my God, dude, she was a fucking tramp. Like, it was crazy how she was freaking the fuck out. Like, she was fucking tramp style. Yes, it is. I'll talk to you guys tomorrow. Uh, and, uh, Drew, I know you left. Uh, good, good, uh, good, good morning. I feel the females today think that they can get away with not just females, but they feel like they get away with uh, they need financial help. I had a lot of females, believe it or not, that hit me up in the last month, want me to be up there. You know, that's what they say straight off the bat, you know, because you be my sugar day. You know, I'm looking for a sugar day, I'm looking for benefits. That's what they're saying. And I'm on these dating apps, and I, the first thing they on the dating apps is if you're looking for sex and, and you're looking to be a one night stand, miss me with that. But when I go to meet them, the first thing that come out of their mouth is sex. Now I'm a man, I don't mind that, but your profile is not lining up with what you are really saying. You are not lining up what you're really saying. Now you got me right there in front of you, that's different. So uh, this is where we at now. Especially if you're in a certain situation. But person for me, like, it's just yes, you can you can fuck around and like fuck some hot people kind of thing, but they're not. It's not really serious in my opinion. I feel like you just got to go out there and be in certain situations. Like say if you go to if you have a hobby or some kind of interest and you're there. Like say if you're in an art gallery kind of thing and you're doing your own thing. I feel like it needs to be natural. I know a lot of people don't want to fucking do that because it's really hard. But I feel like that's probably honestly the most. Uh, the way that you can connect with someone, you know. But that's all. But those are all the dates that I went on with her. Like I, I only asked her out at the club only because she put it out there. So after all this observation and then noticing her for, you know, eight months. Oh, you got one day she off. Was... Like she sigh off you so bad. Like, just like everyone would fall for that. By the way, because like we all have our own thresholds. But at a certain point, some people will meet it and then. They'll fuck you up because you have a certain standard, I think, because you probably want someone that's traditional, not traditional, but someone that is not just a thought kind of thing. You know what I mean? Someone right, actually right. like appreciates their own value, understands yeah. your value kind of thing, and not just fucking doing things. And then. Yeah. And um, so one night she was leaving with her sister and she. She said, um, she says, well, I'll see you tomorrow. Gives me a hug and a kiss on the cheek, as she usually did, because we got to know each other after a while. Hold on one second. And, um, and then, oh, shit.
Oh, and then so she was leaving, and she she says, um, I'll see you tomorrow. I'm coming back with my sister and her stinky boyfriend. And then she throws out, but I'm single. And I responded with, maybe I should take you out then. And she says, good, because I don't want to be single anymore. And it was it was hilarious because it was kind of cute, but it was like corny. And it was like really like a perfect little thing. But I should have known something was up too. Like when I, in retrospect, like her sister the week before said, do you miss my sister? And I was like, yeah, I guess. Like I didn't really even know, remember her name. She just was very nice to me. Like she would... Like, after a couple months, she started giving me a hug and a kiss on the cheek when she left and all that stuff like that. So, yeah. I mean, it was like a total psyop. It was like a setup. Yeah. Um her being drunk or anything like that because like i said she has like a one drink maximum <clears throat> every time i've seen her but then after we started dating um i actually saw her another side like she actually got really drunk a couple times and um and twice uh almost got into a fight with some of the people like she showed some really like the the facade started crumbling really twice. quickly twice yeah, the facade started crumbling really quickly, and there were a few things that she did which, which uh, exposed, you know, what was really going on, and I and I knew it. Like, I knew like in the first month, like one thing that she did was, was really sketchy, and she apologized for it and says, "Yeah, I was wrong for that. I shouldn't have done that. This and this and that." But I still just kind of let it. I let it go because I was hopeful and I thought. You know, maybe she really, because the way she came off, especially when she apologized, was like so sincere and like just really genuine. And I, I fell for it. Amazing. She has this face Great and the, the way she that. talks. Yeah. And just, <laughs> it's like, yeah. Yeah, she was really good at what she did. Um, but, but like I told the guy, I, I just thanked him. I was like, thank you for helping me to uncover part of the truth. Cause that's what happened with, um, with him just being open and him being calm and just talking to me and just really being like, Hey, I, let me see the text. <laughs> and she wouldn't let him like her whole shit crumbled there because she like in one night she lost two of her benefactors at once. <laughs> And, um, and what's, what's so funny is that as she was leaving too, cause I didn't even say this at first, but they were, they were walking away and I was like, Oh, I bought that dress by the way. And like a whole bunch of people were laughing cause it was all, cause the club was letting out. And there were a lot of people crowded, like, watching because she was making a scene. And I was really calm saying these things, just like how I am now. I was like, oh, by the way, I bought that dress. And she was, like, she was like, no, this is Nadine's dress. This is Nadine's dress. I was like, yeah, I bought Nadine dresses too. So either way, I bought it. <laughs> and it was just hilarious. You didn't do it. It's just like, oh, it's this other thing. Like, that's when you know the person's lying or, like, 
because like if it's a bullshit thing, you would say it's no. But like if you're trying to like justify it, <laughs> then you yeah. know. But... Yeah. Um, it's it's sad because if she was really the way that she was, she was just a really amazing woman. But she turned out not to be that way. And to for somebody to have three kids and be just such a vicious, just a viper like that is... Can I say a lot of guys will not take, uh, like, for for right and wrong reasons, a lot of guys will not take women seriously if they have children just because, you know, they may have their own issues with that kind of thing. But, like, you took a chance, too, especially with that. And I don't know, that's, like, a lot of guys would not. Like, you actually were, like, like, she fucked up, like, severely. Like, a lot of guys are not going to fucking give her that chance. Yeah, that's true. Like, and I was, and I really accepted her kids right away. On our first date, she told me that she had kids, which was like, you know, her being honest about certain things like that up front, like it was just, it was a good bait. And, um, and then when I met her kids, like the second date we went on was with her kids. It was, a, it was on a picnic with her younger sister and her younger sister's boyfriend, which is now her younger sister's husband her older sister and her older sister's two daughters um, and her and uh, an, one, another one of her brothers. And then her two kids were there. And then the third date we went out on was with at, a, at the restaurant that her sister works at with her two kids. So I was there with her two kids eating and her sister was like serving us at the table. And, and like the way she brought me into her life and everything like that. Like, so some of the things that she was saying were true. Like, you know, I brought you into my home and introduced you to my family and my children. She was like, I don't, I never do that. So it was just weird that so many things she was honest about, but it was also part of the ploy. I, I don't know. It just it was ridiculous. That's fucking, like, I think you are right when she, when she really did love you or really like you. Like, I think that definitely is the truth because you can't really do all that. Like, I don't think she's doing this to all these fuck boys kind of. Right. Um, have you ever thought about this? Maybe she's looking for the best person for her. Cause I do that sometimes myself. Well, you know? I was, I was definitely that. Um, because that's the reason why I know she really did like me because she, like, for example, she always wears pink, right? Like she, everything's pink, pink sparkles on her nails, pink, this pink, that. And then when we would go shopping for lingerie and other things, like there were little things that she would do that show me that she was like, that she was um, enamored with me, like just out of nowhere, she'd be like, "Hey, I'm, I'm gonna be going to the mosque tomorrow, and I gotta wear a hijab." And she's like, "Oh, look at this! I'm wearing all black, cause I wear all black all the time. That's like my thing. I'm always monochromatic, always wearing all black." And then when I took her to Victoria's Secret, she bought black lingerie, like all black lingerie, and that's what she was picking out. And she, she, she doesn't have any. She's like, "Wow, I, I'm," and so it was just little things that she would do. That would just show that she was kind of uh, Mr. Two Extra. I cut you off. You were saying? No, no, no you're fine. I was just saying that I feel that sometimes, because I do that myself. I try to find the best woman for me. And I might be talking to three women. I let, but see, the thing about it, I let them know. You yeah. know, they're the only one. 
that I got three strong possibles that might make it. You know, I don't just let them think that they're the only one. Yeah, and you know what? I gave her that opportunity too. I told her that. In the beginning, I was like, I don't want any other guys to have a chance with you. But then I also said, look, if also if, you know, it, I'm willing to, I'm open if, if to just date you, if you were dating somebody or seeing somebody else. I mean, I told her several times, you know, to, if that's what she's doing, because I suspected it, but I said it in, in a very gentle way. I didn't be like, oh, you're like, I never got mad at her. I never cussed at her, never yelled at her. I just don't do that shit. And so I was always a gentleman to her. And I know that that behavior but um yeah i was just i was and and i didn't have to put that much effort into it because i'd already grown to be that kind of person especially after losing my wife and and all that other stuff like that but i was like a perfect gentleman to her like i was really and it just keeps on make the thing that kept on going through my head over and over again is like nice guys really do finish last and i really I'm like this hopeless romantic who really thinks that if you just do good things for somebody and you're just a real gentleman and you're honest and open with them and you and and you just treat them with kindness and respect and love then they'll they'll not only fall in love with you but they'll be loyal to you but that's not her case yeah I'm not gonna let it jade me and make me um yeah. I'm going to continue being that way. And I've, I've already said that it's not going to make me not be that way. It's because there's no reason to, 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 to be guarded to the next person in the future, because it's always going to be their loss. It's always going to be their loss. If they fuck up, it's not my loss. It's their loss. hundred percent. I like, I'm just going to say this, honestly, keep not searching, but like always be open, always definitely be open. Um, Cause like you're fucking honestly, from what I understand, obviously you can't really know someone, but like you really do want to have a connection with someone, especially a woman, like especially. And I feel like keep that fucking keep that open in some ways. Don't ever get bitter and fucking old and just yeah, you know I'm fucking not... random ladies and like I have like this and that. Like honestly, keep your fucking soul together, and yep. I promise you, like something, inshallah, something will happen. Absolutely. I do know that. And yeah, I'm not searching because I wasn't even searching with her. Like I said, like when she said that she was single. And like the more people who have heard that they're like, man, she did like you. Like, why would she first of all say she was single? You know, if she did, if she wasn't interested. And even in the text messages, when after I broke up with her, she was saying, like, I went up to you and I was being a dick. And I was like, yeah, I was like, everybody comes up to me. I'm the doorman. And that's one of the things the dude, when I sent him that screenshot, he was laughing at because I because when I'm a fucking jerk, sometimes I I do it gentleman style. Like I just say things like like really smart ass shit like that. Like, of course, everybody walks up to me. I'm the doorman. You know, but um. That's a fact. Like, that's just a fact. But, <laughs> like, can I just say a bit here? Like, I actually really feel sorry for especially having three kids kind of thing. And then you're there. Like, actually one actually there. Because, like, she's not going to, in my opinion, I don't think she's going to find that again, I don't think. But, 
No, it's very, you're right. It's very difficult. I mean, my sister has three kids and she's single and guys try to play her and use her all the time. Cause you've, you've heard the thing, oh, she's got kids, then she must fuck. Right. You know, people say stupid shit. I've heard guys saying dumb shit like that all the time, but I never, that wasn't my thing. It was like, I met this person who I thought was really wonderful. Then she told me she had kids and I made a split decision right there because I've never wanted to date a woman who has kids. Like it was just a thing with me. I was like, no, I'm not. I'm not dating a woman with children. And, um, but when she told me on our first date and the first date was only an hour when she told me on our first date, I made a split decision right there. I was like, in my mind, I was like, she's worth it. It doesn't matter. It's a package deal. And that's what I'm going to do. And so I just, I just went for it. And I thought that it was going to be a really good thing. Um, and I tried to make it a really good thing. Like, the more I suspected things, I was like, well, maybe if I just continue to show her that I'm genuine, because I even thought maybe she was scared. You know, she's she's her husband abused her, supposedly he cheated on her a whole bunch of times. So I'm like, maybe if as, if I just continue to be gentle and don't, um, you know, don't uh, criticize her for the mistakes she's made in the past or for her husband doing that and just letting her know hey, it's not your fault and just just being cool that she would be like you know what this guy is fucking for real I, I can go with this this he's actually just wants to be here for me and i feel like in a sense maybe i'm just hopeful but i feel like in a sense she got that and that's one of the things that she she like she really got it and she was starting to see that but again still she you know wanted to have her cake and eat it too and i know that um now that I look back in retrospect, some of the things that have happened, I know that um, at least one of the guys um, in New York found out about me because she was living in a house um, with her kids. And then all in one day, supposedly her st phone got stolen and then she had to move out. So she suddenly moved into a new apartment and then had to get a new phone. And I'm like, and to me, okay, I knew, I knew that it was somebody else finding out like she wasn't paying for it herself and that so she basically got kicked out of the house with her kids and had to find another place really quickly and then had to get a new phone and i and i was the one that helped her get the new phone too like i i, I hooked all that shit up um like everything like i helped her put her life back together when it was falling apart because i think that that's another thing which was a double which which is a confusing thing is because she she was really beginning to like me. And so she was willing to give up that one guy right in New York. Um, but she still held on to the other guy that's here in Virginia, you know, and it's like, so she has all these guys are taking care of her. She's in the house in there. And then, but that one got cut off because he found her phone and saw all the messages between us. Cause I remember what, I don't remember the exact messages, but there were messages when I really started to, turn on the heat so to speak in the messages and it was like right as soon as that happened then all of a sudden she's supposedly her phone and her wallet gets stolen and now she's like oh I, I can't be at this house anymore and she made up a story that it was the house that she had joint ownership with her her baby's father the her ex-husband but none of it made any sense like there's just so many things that happened throughout the relationship didn't make any sense and I kind of just was like yeah I just, I let it slide. I was like, whatever, I'm going to, 
I'll deal with this. The one time you're actually kind of open, like the one time it fucking like gives someone the benefit of the doubt, especially like when they're being vulnerable, because like you never expect someone to be vulnerable and expose yeah. anything, especially if you're fucking new to family. Like I think that really kills it. Once you're already new to someone's family, I feel like that's a real thing. No one fucking does that. Cause you're not gonna fucking have a fuckboy twenty four seven meeting your family. I feel like that hundred percent just it really changes the information and you just I don't know. I feel so yeah, bad. Yeah, because because I not only that, not only have I I was going to the restaurant where her sister works, but I have her sister I have her sister's phone number. Her sister has my phone number. Her sister's husband has my phone number. I you know what I mean? Like we all communicated with each other as a big group coordinated things together like to make sure everybody was safe like even like a couple weeks ago when she was in the club next door with her sister she says you better come and check on me every 20 minutes or so or so we're gonna have a problem in the morning you know and it was like very cute she was, and she wanted me to go in there and make it known that i was checking on her and so whenever i would go in there she would she would kiss me and then hug me and then i'd you know i'd walk out and i was just like hey i'm here to check on you like you said and but there were also a couple sketchy things that happened. Like, I would show up and then her sister would be like, hey, hey, Hakeem's here, stop what you're doing. And so, and I saw that kind of stuff and I'm like, eh. You know, and this was one of the incidents that she apologized for. Well, and, I do believe, I do believe, Hakeem, that family members can know what's right for someone and they don't know what's right for them. I do believe that because I've been in incidents where things like that happen where the girl was out like yo that's the best guy for you you know and that's probably what was going on there nah but her sister's a, a schemy little monster like i went in there her sister was all like she can't hear you she doesn't want she don't want no drama she don't want no drama her, and her sister if i told her husband the stuff that she was up to man they would be divorced right now Because she's not even, her husband said, because he's in the Navy and he's out on the ship now for like a month. And he asked her very politely to not go out without him because she's kind of wild. And he was like, I, just the way that you get drunk. And like, I even paid for their whole, her, her little sister's whole birthday party. And that night her sister was freaking out on her husband and smashed his windshield. I even paid for that. And I, and I made this, see, and I, there's things that I did that I thought were like cute, but it just came naturally to me. Like. I made a deal with her. I was like, hey, I'll make you a deal. She was like, what is it? I said, if you let me pay for the, because she was going to pay for the wind, the windshield that her sister kicked when she got really super drunk at her birthday party and was freaking out on her husband and she broke his windshield. She was going to pay for it. My girlfriend was going to pay for her little sister's husband's windshield. And I made her a deal. I said, hey, um, I'll make you a deal. If you let me pay for the windshield, I'll take you out shopping at Victoria's Secret. She was like, what? She's like, what kind of deal is that? She's like, that's a win-win for me. And she thought it was like cute. I thought it was cute too. Like I was just trying to be like extra nice, like all kind of things. You know, like one time she was busy with the kid and she couldn't get a babysitter. And, and I, I really wanted to see her. And I said, hey, is it okay if I take you and the kids out on a date and took them out to the Virginia Beach Aquarium? And just like, just stuff like that I would do over and over and over again just to be like, you don't have to get a babysitter. The kids are fine with me. Like, we're cool. And the, the, what really fucking sucks, man, those kids, man. Like, I never thought that I would be so into, man. And the way that one little one fucking Ahmed, how he smiled at me all the time. 
and I, like we would be at the restaurant like a couple like a couple of weeks ago and he was like I want to sit with him and he would come sit with me and like and I bought them toys and gifts not to try to you know sweet and be a smooth talker to the mom but just because like they just wanted it and I was there and I'm like yeah I'll get them souvenirs at the aquarium I'll buy them a toy from Barnes and Nobles from the kids section like you know it's like they're kids you know I've worked with kids all my life since I was in the ninth grade honestly it really hurts like I feel like I'm getting hurt <laughs> not from your perspective just I'm getting hurt from her perspective in the sense of like damn like of all the people you can meet of all the guys you can meet of all the fuck boys you can meet of everyone and all these other things that you went through and blah 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 like all of them like you meet you and then you still fuck that up like you still want to eat your cake and do things it's just like that's what i fucking, don't it kills me it's just like why like of all the things like come on like why that's what I don't understand. I'm like, dude, we could have had it's a really great life like, together. I was willing to put it all on the line for her. For a man that will like, I was like, this girl, this woman is so great. I was just willing to just be, weirdo, I was like, you know what? This is not my thing. Big, I met her at a like, club. She's got kids. Gonna, but I'm all know, in. Just, it really fucking, I've and never we've discussed met, that too. I've never seen that kind of thing. You know, I'm all, and several times before she would be like, oh, I feel bad. I don't want to ask you. This is a big chunk of money. Um, because I would offer to do things. She's like, no, I got it. It's a big chunk of money. I would feel bad if I asked you for it. And I was like, look, all that I have is yours. Like, I would say stuff like that to her. Like, because I, I meant it. And I wanted her to know it. That that I was all in it. Like, I'm not going anywhere. Oh, it happened in real life, and it all broke apart in front of dozens of people, which was awesome. That there were witnesses to this bullshit, and uh, yeah, it was fascinating. It was, uh, I mean, and me and the guys had a laugh at the end of the night. And I remember Dan, this big fucking huge bodybuilder-looking GI Joe motherfucker, was just sitting on the stool next to it while. The guy was trying to get me to show him the text message, and she was freaking out. He was like, like he was just sitting there snacking on some fucking food, but like, that's what happens when they get fucking caught. That's what happens when they get caught. It was a comedy, dude. It was a fucking divine comedy. It was the whole thing was a hilarious circus. I think all of it, but it's like it's tragic and heartbreaking and sad at the same time. But it was. It was yeah, also yeah. very fucking like, hilarious because we all had a laugh about it. Don't at be the dead. Don't be dead inside. Like me and all the security guys. No, I'm, I'm, I'm definitely not like it's a, it's a bitter sweet thing. 
because, you know, last Sunday when I broke up with her, I felt like a big burden was lifted and I couldn't figure out why because I was confused, but I had to do it. And the way that I did it, though, was I put everything on me um, because I didn't want to I didn't want to accuse her of anything and I didn't want to make her wrong for anything. You OK, sir? Um, I didn't want to make her wrong for anything. So, um, the, because she, this was at a time she was ghosting me and I found out from texting this guy when I said to him, I was like, oh, she was probably with you last Saturday. That's why she wasn't answering my calls. And he was like, facts, bro. <laughs> Cause he saw the text message. He saw the dates of them. And, um, and so the, the, the long text, because she, she, she wasn't talking to me. I said to her, let me see if I can find it. Oh, yeah. So I, I wrote her this text. It says, hi, Marlene. I've been thinking a lot, and I've come to realize something that you haven't. We don't have a good relationship, and it's toxic because of me. I'm toxic. And since you can't see that and won't break up with me, I'm stepping away. I'm breaking us up. I can see that you're better off without me and that you were right when you said that you should do everything yourself because nobody else can do it the right way, especially me. That was a, a nod to when like I went to go hire my had my cleaning company go to clean her house and two of the girls didn't sh show up. One of them slept in and the other ones had issues with her boyfriend. And then I did most of it myself and I hired some woman that I found on the street who was cleaning hotels. And like she came and just started yelling at me and she didn't like she's like, this is why I do everything myself, because nobody does it right except for me. So I wrote that. But then um, I continued. I said. Uh, um, I said, it's best that you get your phone service reconnected on your own apart from my business plan. I said, uh, it's better off for you this way. I'm not good enough for you. I'm really going to miss you because I've fallen. I've fallen for you. You're an angel to me. You made my life better, and I really fucked up and made your life worse. I truly apologize for that, and I hope you can find it in your heart to forgive me. You're a wonderful, intelligent, passionate, and beautiful woman. You deserve better. Losing you is heartbreaking for me. Then there is no reason for you to contact me anymore after this, so you can continue ignoring me. I deserve it. Goodbye, little goddess. And so all of that was me saying those things because there were things that, she shouldn't have gotten mad at me about because I didn't do anything wrong, but I just kind of flipped it and said that it was my bad anyway. Cause I just didn't, I still see even then I couldn't even find it in myself to blame her for anything. I didn't want to make her wrong about it. I was just saying it's me. I was like, the reason why you're getting upset. Sure, at these things. Get away from the club, get away from the girl for a little bit. Like you deserve like literally a queen, like Jesus Christ. Like I've never heard a person or even seen a person like you in that sense. Like, just, I don't know. Like, it's absolutely fucking baffling you haven't met someone. Well, my wife. But, you know, she passed away four years ago. She was a godsend. She was the best thing ever. The best person I've ever known. And that's one thing that really changed me a lot is because after she was gone, I just had to revamp my entire belief system about the universe and existence. I was like, if such a perfect union could be made, why is she dead? Like four years of bliss with the most compatible, amazing person that I've ever known. Like we just, we vibed so well. 
It was incredible. It felt like we were just two little kids just playing all the time. It made me feel childlike and godlike at the same time. Oh, I see uh, Shogi's there. So, yeah, it was um, it was it was incredible. But my bad for bringing those kind of emotions up because, like, it definitely um. It, no, no, you. I talk about this all the time. I don't know. I just, I just, I don't know. Like when I see someone that is. For different people too, like when I see someone super empathetic, someone that actually thinks about other people and and is super guarded too, like they're not gonna just be like oh blah blah blah, they're not gonna be clingy or anything like that because they've already gone through certain things and loved someone or some things like that, right? It's just I don't know when I see someone like that going through these kind of situations, like it's so easy to go through these situations. That's why you have to have your guard up because. A lot of people are going to bullshit you. A lot of people are going to... It depends, though. Like, you're going to have your core group, hopefully, if you have a core group kind of thing. But, you know, with dating and these other things, like, it really is... Sometimes it's a game. Sometimes. But as long as you're not on the apps, you weren't on the apps, as long as you're not going to the club, you took that one chance, um, it will... Like, you'll have better chances of meeting someone that actually is just that random spark, that random thing kind of thing. But like you took a chance because you saw this person before. You're not just taking a chance in a random kind of thing. You've seen how they behave and kind of thing, and you took that chance. But I'm gonna always say honestly, like clubs and bars and apps, in my opinion, just never. Just like yes, maybe 0.1% of the time it does work or something like that. But but I would take the same chance. Like, if I had the same experience as you, I would, honestly. Like, even if I say never, ever, but, like, you, you know, you never know kind of thing. Well, but, you know, Shogi, the thing, too, is that what you're saying is no, that I, know. Just I like had the first instance, most of our interactions like were outside like, of you ever meet the club. So I brought club or our bar, dates. Like I'm they weren't thinking, to clubs. Like, we didn't like go me, out to the nightclub like, no, and no, dance no, with all the no, loud music. Yeah. You know, kind of thing, but... There's that yeah. like 0.1% chance like this person's actually, especially if you've seen them several times before kind of thing. And then you actually kind of know kind of who they are and then they already are doing other things. Like I fully understand what you're saying. Like I would do the same thing. I'm not saying, I think anyone would, honestly. You can't have, well, yes, you can't have three kids. <laughs> well, like it's just the club and all these other guys are... I can kind of tell why you're in Yeah, her. and, like, she's you know, it didn't hurt that she's fucking dropped that gorgeous. And she still wasn't, like, throwing her ass everywhere kind of thing, even though she could easily. And I think that fully made you, especially because you were aware several times, not just one time kind of thing. That, like, yeah, everyone, I think all of us would be in the same situation as you are, I think. But, like, you are way more kinder than all of us, though. Yeah. Bro, I don't. I obviously don't know. God bless her. Makes you rest in peace. But I feel like you guys definitely compliment each other. If this is the person, the man that I'm seeing right now, then you guys were definitely helping each other, becoming I don't know. someone. Like, I definitely I just, think seriously, she was great, um, and you were both blessed. Honestly, I feel like my wife really changed me. It made me. It made me a lot more patient. And a lot and she more. Blessed you, 
observant and I'm considerate of the needs of other people. It really caused me to um, just be a lot more aware of everything that was going on. And um, it, it just made me, uh, I just appreciated things more. I wasn't going to leave anything to chance because it was like sort of like a chance that I met my wife and that everything worked out so smoothly and perfectly. It was it was seriously one of the most amazing things that I've ever experienced in my life to be with her. And um, and so I thought, well, if that happened by chance, maybe that's only a once in a lifetime thing. So I have to actually work on myself and really be a guy who deserves it. Because I don't feel like I deserved my wife. Like, not the person that I was. She was just a superwoman who put up with me. She was the one who made everything work. Because she was fucking amazing. Not me. And so all I did was just be more like her. She really did. She really did. Can I ask how long were you guys here? Like how, like what age did you guys meet? And and when did she go to Christ or like go to heaven kind of thing? Yeah, your wife. Are you talking like, about my wife? Guys... Yeah, so first, um, first of all, her name is Flor Elizabeth Carrasco. Um, her parents are from the Dominican Republic, and she was born in New York, in the Bronx. I met her on March 14th, Pi Day of 2015. Um, she was 24, and I was 36. And it was at a bus stop in Los Angeles in Culver City, and I had just left um a demonstration with the zeitgeist movement and I was getting on a bus to go to my security job at this place called Fiesta Cantina in West Hollywood and she had just moved to LA and she had all these bags and a bicycle and the buses in LA they um, they have bike racks on the front of them but every single bus that came by had um, the bike racks full and for some reason after just I just did hi to her and talked to her for a little bit and I was, like, immediately in love with her. But I wasn't pushing anything. I just, like, for real, I tried to get on the bus, and my, my one foot felt like it was glued to the concrete. And the bus driver was like, you getting on or not? And I stepped off the bus. Another bus came full of bike rack, and she just sat there and looked. And she was like, fuck, like, when am I going to be able to get on a bus? I tried to get on the bus, and my foot was fucking stuck to the concrete. And then finally a bus came with a bike rack open. I helped her put her bike rack on it, helped her put this gigantic fucking bag, this suitcase, on the bus. I don't even know how the hell she was moving around with that thing because she's so tiny. And 
and I helped her and I sat down on the bus with her and um, then we started talking. And I knew that we were going to get close to Hollywood soon and I didn't want to miss an opportunity to to engage with her further after she got settled because she was on the way to her new apartment. And I said, um, is it okay if I get your phone number? And she was like, well, I, I, I don't have a phone right now. She's like, but, you know, you can give me your number when you get it turned on. When I get this turned on, she was like, uh, I'll call you. And I and and then I was very slick because I wanted to to make sure that I didn't. Leave, like, I, I didn't want to give too much information because I didn't want her to say something. I didn't want to I didn't want to feed her information where she would be dishonest with me if she was going to be. So I asked her this kind of strange question. I said, well, what would you do if you did have a phone that was working? And then she went on this list of things. She's like, well, I'd keep in touch with my mom and I'd, you know, help get myself enrolled back in school. And then I'd do this and that with Job Corps and this and this and that. And she's named all this stuff that she was going to do. And I just so happened to have a phone that I was using for one of my businesses that I was starting up there that one of the people that I was contracting with wasn't working with me anymore. So I just happened to have it with me. And it was all paid for for a year. It was a little flip phone. It wasn't anything expensive. It was a flip phone. And I, and after she told me all the stuff that she would do with her with the phone, I was like, man, that's all really good stuff. And I said, so that, is there anything else that you would do with, with, if you had your phone hooked up? And she's like, yeah, I think that's about it. I do this and that. And then I said, well, I happen to have this phone. And it's already paid for. My number's already programmed into it. And I was like, you can have it. And I made sure I said to her over and over again, I was like, you don't know, you don't owe me anything. You don't owe me anything. Just do all that good shit that you said you were going to do. And if you feel like you need any help with anything, then you can call me. I was like, but don't feel like you owe me. Don't feel like you have to call me. And I made sure I emphasized that over and over and over again. And you know what? Sure enough, I didn't hear from her for two months. And then one day she called me up and she said, hey, I'm moving into a new place. And she's like, do you want to meet? Um, for some some coffee or something like that. I was like, sure. And then um, that day we did a podcast together, and I realized that she was, like, super intelligent. She was going to school for public health and all that. And so we started doing podcasts together. And we were just started spending a lot of time together. And then, you know, a year later we got married. And um, that was in, like I said, in 2015. And we got married in 2016, and then, we both went to China together, and yeah. Dude, your whole story, at least from what I'm hearing, like honestly, it sounds like it's almost like a movie kind of thing. You know what I mean? Like, I'm not trying to say you're bullshitting or like that, because I can. No, it it is. I know. I in retrospect, like my behaviors were really not normal. The way I behaved is just not normal. Like. She made me feel like a different person. Like, I really wanted to be no, very careful. Like, the whole phone like, thing. like that really it's happened. Like, so that's, that's like, not, I didn't make that up. Like, that's how it went down. Like, the whole situation, I want you to, like, either, if you ever do, like, a biography or just, like, a random whole shit about your whole life kind of thing, like, I would definitely read it. Because, like, it's such an interesting thing that you've gone through. Like, especially youngish, because I think you're in your 40s kind of thing, maybe. Um... Like, just, like, you've gone through so many fucking different situations that... Yeah, I'm 45. Like, honestly, have you ever, like, have you ever thought about writing a book or, like, something about, like, your 
something like that like because like it'd be so interesting especially for young black people too or young black men to read this kind of situation and like not fully understand because like you're never gonna Yeah. I I think it's because like I watched and read certain things and I said I want to be like that. Like for example, there's a movie called Blood and Bone with Michael Jai White. And the dude is a fucking real life is a fucking superhero in that movie but not with superpowers. He's a martial artist, a badass martial artist, but what he did for his jailhouse best friends baby's mama to Have basically get her on her like feet and off of drugs and reunited with the children and wanted nothing in return and just walked off literally to the fucking sunset. I was like, I want to be that guy. In the movie uh, Red Belt with Chiwetel Ejiofor, both black men, by the way, who his wife fucking dumped him and fucking went off and they fucking conspired against him and all this shit. And then he eventually ends up getting the fucking red bell at the end of the movie. I fucking cried. And I was like, I want to be like that guy. And like, I would always look at characters in, in cinema and in like, in chick flicks and be like, I really want to be like that in real life. And believe it or not, a lot of people in personality and genuinely be like that, not just acting, not like some pickup artist thing where they teach you certain moves and things like that, but you can actually change the way that you are for the better by looking at stories and folk tales and movies and things like that and really act like that and really be, be sincere about it. I know it for a fact because I didn't get those these traits from from my dad. I got it from looking at people who I looked up to. I looked at it from people who represented who looked like me, who were strong black men who went through difficult things but turned out to be the heroes. And I was like, that's what I want to be. Like Denzel Washington in the fucking Equalizer. I was like, that's what I want to be. And so that's what I emulate. And so that's where that stuff comes from. is because I saw these examples of these strong men not just black men, but just strong men, just in general, like even if they weren't black, right? But those stories just happen. The Equalizer, Blood and Bone, and Red Belt just happen to be have have these these black strong male leads, and I'm just like that's that's me. That's what I want, and I idolized it, and I romanticized it, and I lived it. Yes, please. Sure. It's so funny because I'm the only person in my family out of my three brothers and two sisters that don't have kids. And, and, and look, I'm not naive anymore. Like I used to be, I've had the same thought that you had, 
I see a lot of parents who are fucked up and I finally come into, like, I was going to have children with my wife. And because I thought I was like, I'm ready. I was like, I'm the kind of person now that will actually, because I understood this thing intellectually that I like, I'm in a place in my life right now where I can actually raise children to be, to be progressive uh, global citizens. And I was like, I'm ready now. And then the day that I was, that we, we were talking about this and we joked back and forth. I was like, yeah, we're going to have a house full of babies, like two boys and two girls. She was like one of each. You know, she and, and but although she always wanted she wanted to have kids with me, it was like one of the first things she talked about. And I, I really didn't respond to it at first because I thought I was going to never have children. But when I met her, I was like, yeah, we are a fucking power ass couple. We're, we need to have babies. And the day that I was on on October 24th of 2019, the day that I was buying her a plane ticket to come back to China with me and we were going to start this family, she was killed that very day. So a lot of these thoughts and things like that aren't new to me. It's just that somehow I, I'm cursed. Honestly, because I'm... You don't, dude, you met, like, you met a blessed human, an angel, and honestly. Like, how many people can say that they met someone that is actually their soul, like, that completes their soul? A lot of people can't. A lot of people will cheat on their wife or they'll cheat on them, blah, blah, blah. You can never see like you actually met someone that actually completes you. And I think from my perspective, obviously I don't fucking know your life. I don't know about your whole thing. But from my perspective, like you met someone that actually completed your soul, like actually truly was Bro, your soul kind of thing. People say this all the time and there really are none, but there are no words. I can't describe it. The only way I she was... even um I don't understand obviously your life. Like my mom, um, she lost her husband like super young and she never married again. She never did like I'm not saying you have to never marry again, but like she from what I understand, so I always ask her, like, why don't you marry and kind of thing? Like I see these other people marrying and blah blah blah. But she never did. And she was always like this was a love of my life and blah, 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 and, like, whenever you see someone that actually really loves someone else, like, I'm not saying you can never love someone else again, but it's good to see someone else that loves someone like that, where they complete their soul, you know what I mean? Like, you can... I, I know exactly that. Yep. No, you're fine. No, you're not. No, you're not. You're not doing anything wrong. Um, I appreciate the things that you're saying, and I understand them and um, have thought these things. So it's um, you're you're resonating with uh, a lot of the thoughts that I've had and the things that I feel. I feel like you really understand where I'm coming from. And I, I appreciate that. Because um, 
honestly, uh, I don't think a lot of people understand. And, and one of the issues with a lot of people is they just, um, I don't know. Honestly, a lot of people think I'm, I'm full of shit. When I when I talk about these things, they're like nobody's like that for real, <laughs> you know. So, like, but, but I just am because I don't think I have a choice. Like, what other choice do I have except to actually, you know, they say shoot for the stars. If you missed, at least you'll land amongst the stars. So I feel like if I do my best to actually be a real life superhero to people. I can get really close to that, and that's what I want to be. I don't. I, I've often thought that when I die, somebody's gonna have to clean up my shit, like literally and figuratively. They're gonna have to go through my stuff. They're gonna throw things away. They're gonna take things for themselves. They're gonna do this, and I don't want them to find in my life reasons to say, "Oh well, you know, there goes one more. It doesn't even matter. He's fucking gone." I want them to be like, "Holy shit! What the fuck?" This person actually existed. That's what I want. Not because of my edification or to be famous or anything like that. Because it's not going to be like that. It's going to be like private. It's going to be like family. It's going to be friends. It's going to be some police officers, some coroners and things like that, right? But if I could touch some people's lives in my death and them to be so impressed, they fucking have an epiphany and they want to change their life and they just know that there's like faith in humanity. I just want to be like that. I want people to find... some inspiration in my death like I want I don't want to leave behind some failed just some piece of shit and that starts with other people it starts with how you care about and how you love and how you treat other people especially the people who are closest to you and and that's how being in my opinion a superhero starts it doesn't start with you saving a train uh, full of people from going off the rails it doesn't start with you saving a bunch of kids from a burning building although admiral those those things aren't what make a hero what makes a hero to me is in your interpersonal relationships with the people who are closest to you the one person or the family that you're in to have such an influence and impact on them that they also carry that forward and make the world a better place even if the whole fucking world ends the next day that at least you can leave it in a blameless way that you're not out there doing bullshit to people yeah, I just want to and say nobody has to know about it thank you honestly like you're really killing me out here like i always think like i'm trying my best kind of thing but like the way that you're talking especially like it really it really hits home it really fucking, especially about those who are close to me, I shouldn't think like blah, 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 this and blah, 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 blah and activism, this. It, it really boils down to those who are close to me. And when I do pass away, what can I leave kind of thing? Like, do I want to leave just a rustled mess kind of thing? Or do I want to leave with all of them loving me and understanding me and me doing my best for them kind of thing? So, like, I just want to say thank you. Thank you so much. I appreciate your understanding, even if just a little bit, what my thought process is and what I'm what I'm doing. And it's not what I'm trying to do; it's just what I'm doing. 
and out of all that that's the most heartbreaking part to me is that i found this this union with my wife and then she's gone and then the very next person after four years that i decide to just give my all to just i don't know what the fuck is wrong with her i don't know why she would i doesn't i'm so naive i'm naive in some ways and in others immensely mature because i'm just like why and, and i and sometimes i think childishly and foolishly like why me but it happens to people all the time and i'm not special i'm just trying i'm just making my best attempt and so far i failed but i'm not gonna let it like no, you said i'm not gonna be bitter you have not dude don't ever like i'm not trying to say don't ever do this or anything like that. you have not failed like you've touched my fucking soul like severely and i think you've touched a lot of people's soul like you've never you've never failed you've always been trying you've always like from your heart honestly regardless of women and blah 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 and all these things like you you know you united your soul you became one flesh with your wife kind of thing and never think that you failed never think that honestly you are a person that is really different i'm not trying to be um i'm not trying to be like a pep talk kind of thing bullshitting but like i'm being really honest like you are definitely especially for young black males young black women non-binary people you're definitely fucking a person like your story honestly really resonates i know you can resonate with white people, blah, 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 but, like, it really is different as a black person to another black person kind of thing, where, like, you're not just a fucking thug, or you're not doing this, or you're not doing that, like, you're actually someone that actually cares, and actually really is empathetic about certain things, like, you actually care, kind of thing, I'm not saying black people don't care, but... It's just people have these fucked up behaviors that they follow that other people do, and they go with their crowd, and and what everybody else is doing. And, um, and, and you know, the craziest thing of all, my friend who's with me here now, who, who's just sleeping, looking so wonderful and beautiful, like, she was there with me tonight, and she saw, like, she wanted to meet Marlene. She wanted to meet her, because she was like, oh, I knew that one day you'd find this goddess, and she saw her, she saw Marlene, she was, her pictures and things like that before, and she saw her in person tonight and even when she was yelling and screaming she she tried to go up to her and give her a hug and marlene kind of just pushed her away and she's like man that i that's exactly how i imagined her she's like got that goddess body and that face and da 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 and um and it's just it's just so crazy like i was trying to bring these two people that i love and care about together and it just it's another thing that crashed and burned but i mean it's, I know what you mean, it's not a failure in a way, because in the same way that I said earlier that I'm not, I, I wasn't really scammed because I'm not losing anything, like, if anything I'm gaining, for example, I'm not going to be spending all that money and all that time and, like, waiting for text and trying to call her and make her feel safe and secure and, and loved and, and that, you know, it's, I'm gaining a lot of my energy and resources back, so I'm not, I haven't really lost anything and and i'm also not going to go forward and be bitter about it i'm going to be the same way if anybody else comes into my life i'm also not going to be searching you know like just like i wasn't before i it just it just happened 
So if something happens again or when something happens again, I'm just going to be the same thing, but I'll be better. Exactly. Always something that's going to, like, definitely something will go through certain things and it may break them. And, like, there is, you can't say, like, they failed kind of thing. Like, sometimes it really, some things can break people kind of thing. Um, but if you're not broken, like, if you're not, if you can lift yourself up again, it will definitely make you stronger. I know it sounds so cliche as fuck, but, like, it really does make you, but don't make your armor super hard where people can't go in that kind of thing. Like, have your armor come back up again kind of thing, and, and, and whatever life throws at you again, just fucking, you know, just fucking. Well, I don't know. I don't know if you heard this this analogy that I use very often. I've said it before, but I use it in relation to Floor's death. That grief is like, because I'm also, you know, do fitness training. And so you go to the gym and you pick up a 100-pound weight. And it seems hard and difficult at first. But if you continue lifting it in the right way, all of a sudden that 100 pounds feels easier. But the truth is that the weight doesn't get easier. You're getting stronger. And so that's the outlook that I have on things like this, is that it's not going to get easier. My my heartbreak is not going to get easier. My grief is not going to get lighter. What I've been doing is just getting stronger because that's the only way to lift that because you're going to have to lift it. And the question is, do you let it crush you and break you? Or do you just get stronger so that you can eventually just be capable of lifting even mightier weights or even not even not like that? The fact that when you get stronger, all the things in life seem to be easier because you have strength to lift the most difficult things, the heaviest griefs, the most weighty heartbreaks. And so that's the way to go is to not let it crush you, to not let it break you. If you can, just go ahead and keep lifting it. That's how bodybuilders get their physique. That's how that's how strong men lift all those weights and push trains and shit. That's how, I mean, I think that's the path to being a superhuman. And yes, I have a very fantasy-prone mind, but I found that by following that, by following those ideals like shoot for the, the, the stars, I actually get keep getting closer and closer even though I'm infinitely far away from that. It makes me so much better by looking at things from that perspective. Can I say leaping for something beyond and not just settling? I feel like sometimes, I don't want to say delusional, but I feel like sometimes you got to just reach for things that may be not reachable. At least yeah. Moment at that time, but I'm definitely delusional. And you just keep pushing always and never settling. Yeah, I'm definitely delusional in that way. I know it. I'm not. I'm not stupid about how lofty my ideals are. But I realize that again, just by doing that, I think it, it just serves me and others around me better to to just do that, even though it seems impossible. Go for the impossible. Like, the only way you can break the impossible is if you don't think it's impossible completely. Like, you can delude yourself into it. Like, I know delusion and deluding 
has a negative context, but sometimes right. it, it really can fucking help you. Like if you can really believe in something, maybe it's not really real or whatever you call it. But as long as you can fucking think it's kind of real, you will try your best. You know, like you will fucking break through sometimes. Absolutely. Absolutely. So when are you gonna have kids? I don't know. Just like, I'm, uh, just put it out there. You know what I mean? We'll see Start slamming some the, warthog the right and comes. other things, and just you know, like see allegedly, that. like that's about evolution. It's like just spread your seed kind of thing. That's what they do, right? All the monkeys, all the fucking even fish. All they do is just spread their seed, right? So, like, you should start doing that, I feel like. No, I know it's a terrible joke. Um... We'll see what happens. I mean, I'm, you know, now that I have all this, this time and resources uh, that are going to be um, no, no, you're right, but uh, I'm saying that now that I have, you know, I'm not going to be spending my time trying to to continue to court her and the money I'm spending on her. I have this free time now to just continue to better myself. And, Can I just say don't spend you know, money on women? Like, yes, spend them, like, on the first day kind of thing, but, like, don't really, like, I know... You played the field and done things, blah, blah, blah. But, like, just really spend it, like, on the first date. Do things that are reasonable. Reasonable. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. reasonable. Don't try to be all protection, all, like, manly and, like, pay for this, pay for that. Like, yes, it's really nice. But as long as you do it once in a while, if it's, like, expected, then it, I feel like it's different. You know, if she really expects you, oh, you have to. He's going to probably pay for this and do this and do that. Yeah. Like, I feel like if someone loves you, like, if a girl really loves you, like, she'll pay for a fucking dinner. Like, she'll go out of way to fucking pay for dinner and do this and do that. You know what I mean? Yeah, you're, you're right. That's a psyop. Yeah. That's and a psyop. I, I had a little, little bit of that with Marlene. It was, um, it was, uh, because she didn't ask for anything. I just volunteered a lot. And it didn't seem like she expected anything because a lot of times she would just pull out her card and she'd pay for stuff. And she even made comments. She's like, oh, I see what you did. That was slick. I mean, she was, she seemed really genuine and I'm not fooled, but like I, I can see through a lot of people's um, bullshit. It's just with her, it was very confusing because I really feel like she actually did care about me and like me, but yeah, but, um, Hey, I'm willing to accept that that it was a psyop, because because uh, she got she got me, but in the end she fucking not even that. Like what I made really look um, incredibly ridiculous. Stories like you were able to break away until like because some people even marry and do this and that, and like she will get fucked up and may have a kid with her and everything. You had a blessing where you. She fucking showed her fucking full cards kind of thing, you know, especially late in the game, not super early kind of thing. And you were blessed that you were able to see that and she fucking showed it kind of thing. 
the only thing is I pity her because like Jesus Christ, you're never gonna have this again. Like in my opinion, hopefully maybe she does, but like dude, the people that do this, especially someone actually right. like how many yes, fucking guys do this? A lot of guys don't fucking do this. A lot of guys are fucking in my opinion, a lot of guys are fucking scum, especially with um a girl with kids kind of thing. Like it just yeah, she can be a fucking dynamite. She's probably hot as fuck, blah, blah, blah. But the thing is that once they understand she has kids and all these other things, like the baggage and everything, like a lot of guys are not going to take that seriously. They'll just like slam and slam it and go again. Like, you know? Why do you think she was trying to eat her cake and like have an... Yeah, like, I mean, it's, like, it's, it's, ever, a, it's like, a lot. You know, I don't fucking kids. understand like, it personally. That's one of the things that, from, like, your that anatomy me to her is that, that she like, was just really good with her kids. Like, she's an amazing mom. Like, she does everything for them. And that's so confusing. Like, she's such a wonderful mother. Like, I was thinking about having a child with her. I I can't I don't know. It doesn't make any sense. But that's my that's my naivety there is that I continually don't understand why people it does it doesn't make any sense to me at all. Like I just can't figure it out. I'm like this is so good for you. Like you've always like from my understanding you've kept your guard because like as a person that a bouncer kind of thing or like at the front end of things like there's a whole bunch of fucking drunk bitches that are doing things blah 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 and everything like i'm not saying you're naive because a lot of guys and throwing themselves at me and asking me for their number and all that i got all that shit but i'm like no 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 that's no. naive where like a whole bunch of fucking bitches do this and that especially if you're at a certain place that are in time doing a bouncer shit you can easily get like fooled by like oh yeah let's do this and blah 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 but like from my understanding, like, you kept it cool, and you were not a dumbass kind of thing. Like, you were not naive. I feel like all of us would get sucked into, especially she met you, you met her fucking family, dude. That's what, like, that's what, that's yeah. Like, and, 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 like, kind of soon afterwards, like, I mean, there were, like, really sweet things that happened, like, the second date. Or the third date when I was at her sister's restaurant with her kids and um, her kids had a little cough and one of them had a fever. And we left her, her sister, the restaurant her sister works at. And her sister was like, oh, I want some Starbucks. And so I went and got the Starbucks and then went to the, the grocery store with her and got like um, children's Tylenol and figured out the ones. And it was just, I just felt so good just being there with her just doing some mundane chore like getting her kids children Tylenol and walking around in the store with them like it I just it just gave me pleasure I was like man I'm in this family like she like I'm walking around there like these are my kids like they don't look like me but they you know they were just there like as a it felt like a family it felt like like warm and fuzzy like naturally you just were part of that unit you know was literally last night within 24 hours or less because her i just was like this is a package deal she's got these kids so i'm gonna be there with her the 
the crazy thing that'll that'll make me laugh and kind of scar me a little bit is just the the way she acted last night the names that she called me and the things that she said were yeah like when she got busted with this guy at the at the bar like i still haven't gone to sleep yet like this is this it's right now where i am at seven o'clock in the morning this was this is uh around um around midnight from midnight till two o'clock in the morning when this whole fiasco was happening we came um, home this is like three today, hours later because i've been with my friend like, sarah Jesus Christ. Um, we didn't get in until usually i get in at like three o'clock but we didn't get until like maybe four maybe four thirty because i took her out to get something to eat and i Yeah, hasn't been that long. It's still fresh. It just happened. It's just wild. Like your life actually has changed within a split second kind of thing, or at least your perception of life that you knew it before and then is. It's like yeah, you thought you knew some red flags or you saw some things and things, but you, you always give someone a benefit of the doubt, especially if they show yeah. vulnerabilities. You know. Right, like when she apologized, and but I kind of, I kind of knew it. I just, I went along with the act to see, you know, like I said, give someone enough rope to hang themselves. Like if she was either gonna hang herself or climb out of the hole, and she decided to hang herself. True, but like if you're gonna hang yourself, like don't. If you're gonna hang yourself, you're gonna hurt other people too. But I don't know. I was gonna say if you're gonna hang yourself, don't hurt other people. But every, every single time you're gonna hang yourself, you're always gonna hurt someone else, regardless if it's physical or mental or figuratively. What are you gonna do today or tomorrow when you go to sleep and wake up? Like, what's your plan? To the bookstore. I'm gonna probably. Yeah. Um, go to the bookstore, what kind drive of, a little um, bit, like, do you eat some healthy there food, just, like, exercise, just gonna whatever go about. I go all the way. I'm always like, at Barnes and Noble like, or an independent like, bookstore around here. Or you just do your own. That's fucking wild, because, like, like, I don't really have, like, a super interest in certain things, but, like, especially with culture, religion, and No, I'm, I actually don't ever consume science fiction through books. I only thing, consume like, science fiction through movies, but I feel like um, I mostly get books in, things that, like, like either metaphysics, mind, like divination, or tarot, or Viking runes, or, like, really hard science books. Like, I have engineering like, books, chemistry books, biology books, and I'm just always, I just like to study. I'm just always studying.
Yeah, I just like to have perspective. I mean, I just consume information for the sake of information, and some of it turns out to be really useful. After the books are, what do you think you might do? Say that again? After you go to the bookstore or like do your thing, like what is your like what are your plans more? Because like you went through a whole bunch of bullshit, especially. Um what will you do tomorrow, do you think? Like you don't have to tell me obviously, but No, I mean I'm pretty open about the stuff that I do. Like it's what I talk about on all my podcasts and any talks. Like I'm an, I'm really one of those people who's an open book. A lot of people think that I should be more private, but I'm like that's what I do. Like that's my that's my fun. My fun is going to the bookstores and coffee shops and just people watching or reading and things like that. That's what I do. Random question: Do you draw? Do you, are you an artist in any um, in that sense? Yep, sometimes. If you draw Dragon Ball Z kind of thing, you're not an artist. I'm just gonna say that. Dragon Ball Z, if you're drawing Dragon Ball Z figures, if you're drawing Vegeta, you're not an artist, in my opinion. Dragon Ball Z, have you ever watched Dragon Ball Z? You said Vegeta? Oh, only when when Reza had it on. The first time I ever watched any Dragon Ball Z at all. Your wife, right? When Reza, Reza had a room um, where he played Dragon Ball Z. Like he, he was playing like TV, like he did a Rick and Morty one, and then he had like a. Can I say it's just wild that no Reza, Reza, a black man who does not. We're here on like, on Colin. I'm sorry, I thought you knew him. But he had he hosted like a couple rooms where he just basically I don't know how he was doing like, it, but he had like a perfect like, on the screen in the video podcast but, here on Colin where he was he played like the entire fucking Rick and Morty. Uh, all the seasons, and then he did one with Dragon Ball Z, where he played like ten hours of Dragon Ball Z or something like that. No, there's a lot of things that I don't jam with that a lot of people do, like. I've never watched Game of Thrones, not not one single yeah, time. Yeah, fuck Game of Thrones, but it's chill, uh, but I'm not a huge fan. Like, I didn't get super I, into it. Like, I don't play, I don't even know how to play any card games. I have no idea about rules of poker. I barely know how to play Go Fish. Yo, like, see, there's just certain things that I just same. don't like, put my time into. Gambler, like, I think like, that... I do know some card like, games. I know Go Fish and, and Uno. I don't know if that's a fucking card game. But Dragon Ball Z. Okay, I know. Dude, no fucking Dragon Ball Z. You mentioned gambling. Like, gambling is one of the most. Look, my brothers know Dragon Ball Z. Everybody around me talks about it. But I'm I'm also the guy I don't watch organized sports with a specific team in mind. Like, when I'm watching. Football because it's at the ball all the time. I'm just cheering for all the, the really good plays. It doesn't matter if it's the offense, defense. It doesn't matter if it's cheering. Like, I'll switch back and forth because I see a good play. I'm like, oh, that was a really great tackle. Oh, that was a really great um, 
I just feel like with Dragon Ball Z, I feel like it, it's like the one continuum. Like, cause I'm from East Africa, um, yeah. and just like East Africa to West Africa to African Americans, like the one uniting. Yeah, I don't know the names like, of any athletes or stats or anything. Like, like watched I mean, it. With super famous ones like the LeBron. Of course, <laughs> some, some football players here and there, but my point being is that I don't like with Dragon Ball Z I just there's certain things that I just don't oh, put my time wow. into so I you were probably why, reading books but there's just certain things that but, like, just you're probably not reading random shit or like looking at bugs kind of thing what everyone else was like doing DBZ kind of thing yo go to sleep you're yawning <laughs> Like, you're definitely fucking tired. Uh, go to sleep in the next five minutes. Yeah, I, I hear about yeah, it a lot. Thank you for sharing your life story. I can never have a conversation your about like, showing like a couple days with me was last week. Like, Reza, Kiran, Colin. Especially when you went through a whole bunch of fucking bullshit. Yeah, if you look up his name. 12 it's, hours and last kind of thing. Um, just, I hope you're not going to think about it too much tomorrow. Obviously, you have to because gonna have to rethink about a whole bunch of different things but just do something yeah, that makes like you watching happy, you know what i mean like do something that actually you know like i don't care what people say about the fucking movie. Like, i love watching like movies, but, but do it doesn't that matter if you if it's because uh, i feel like you're gonna i don't know I yeah i mean i just i just could never get into a whole bunch of bullshit that stuff just i don't, don't know why like i said when it was being played here on colin i saw a little bit of it but i still it still didn't Catch my interest. I was just like, oh, whatever. <laughs> yeah, I probably should do that. Where the hell did I put my device? <laughs> yeah I don't know I mean I've done all the a lot of the overthinking here and you know like one of the overthinking things is again I can't understand why yesterday on, on Thursday she sent me a message and said I'm going to be in Virginia Beach tomorrow I'm leaving at 5 o'clock in the morning and then asked, proceeded to ask me, what are your plans for tomorrow? Are you going skydiving? And I said, no, I don't have skydiving till July 8th. Um, my plans are just to work. And then my next sentence was, because this is her, after I broke up with her, right? That I'm like, but my, pl my plan, main plan and priority is to make sure that you and I are going to be okay. Because she was putting more effort to try to stay with me. So after she's doing all that, and then tonight, I don't hear her. It's just, it's weird. Maybe it was her way of trying to get back at me by showing up with another guy so soon after, you know, who knows what her agenda was. And, maybe, and But she didn't realize that it would blow up in her face like it did because then she was exposed to him 
Like, it was just really dumb. Can I just say, whatever she says, please do not go back to that kind of dead horse. Like, it's, it's a dead horse. Well, do not... The thing is, is that she can't contact me. I mean, she she can take my number and call me from somebody See, else's phone, call, but... Like, you don't understand these people. Like, if, if they really love you, which I think she really does, because she fucked up, um... She'll, she will find you, or her family will find you, someone will find you kind of thing. Like, she's not, from my understanding, I think she's going to understand, like, what kind of deep, deep, like, fucked up kind of shit. But please don't go back to that. Like, her family might contact you, this and that kind of thing. But please don't go back to that. Because, like, she really exposed herself. She really, if someone truly loves you, they would never do that, like, yeah, I mean, I've got another priority, though. I just basically pulled my other friend out of the fire, which is the thing that I've been doing the past couple of days. I don't know if you heard about that. And for the past three days, I've just been with her, just making sure she's okay. So I've got my priorities caring about another person. I'm, I'm plenty occupied with with um dealing with that so i've you know i've been with her for the past well today yesterday day before so like three days um after she was just in a really bad situation and she's sleeping peacefully right here next to me now so she's all my good soul. i'm just glad that my she's soul. okay um, she went through a lot she was uh, it's it's terrible what they were no, doing no i her, did I think she was coming okay into now. the station saying things to another person because he was being a fucking dumbass and she was like, she was like saying things. It was a different call though. Right? It was my friend Sarah. I don't know if you heard her talking earlier or laughing yeah, when we were in Amanda's room. And she was like literally telling uh, the truth. So I was trying to be nice yeah. and she was just fucking saying the truth. Yeah, yeah, it was on Amanda's room. Yo, do you have and, a Discord? Um, yeah. yeah, I mean, it is what it is. She's she's a sweet person. She's a little angel. Her her and I care about each other a lot. It's just that we lost contact for three months because she was in a relationship and basically these this guy, like he she was living with him and then. It turned out to be a trap house, and they were just basically using her as a maid and not paying her, and they wouldn't let her go anywhere. And she was basically a prisoner, and they were they were twisting her arm and throwing her against the wall and beating her up, and it was really fucked up. I haven't used it for a while. I'd have to download it again and and get on there. But I do have a Discord account. Just, I just want to be able to contact you in, like, the next day or two. And Are you in what? the U.S.? I'm, I'm Canadian, but, like, we're in the same time zone. It's 7.31. Eastern time. Yeah, I mean, well, I've been spending a lot of time here on Colin, but, yeah, I'm, I'm, um, I'll... Uh, message, like, it. how just, can right, I... Um, download Discord and um, log back in. Oh, okay, yeah, you're right. If it's well, if you it's can super find unique, yeah, my my handle uh, everywhere like is equilibrium, just like it is here on Colin. 
to... So you'd be able to find my my Discord with that same handle, Uniquilibrium. Your whole life. <laughs> I usually don't do that. I always like try to bullshit it. But, no, um, it's it's always just, everywhere. You yeah, type in Uniquilibrium, you get my like Twitter, my Facebook, kind of thing, just do, like, my Instagram. Kind of Hopefully, like, my, everything is on it. all social media. There's because it's an original. It's a unique name. Even though it's made of two words, unique and equilibrium, no one's ever used Honestly, it thank you for sharing your experiences. I feel like cliche as fuck, it makes us stronger in some ways. Like hearing another person struggles and seeing them somewhat overcome it, you know what I mean? Or like at least going through it and overcoming yeah. it. But thank you so I'll much for actually appreciate. being a person. A human and I do definitely fact. appreciate all of your insight and input. And I really feel it was very um, therapeutic. To hear your understanding and um, for you sharing the things that you said, which were very encouraging and supportive. And I appreciate that because this is, it's not easy for me, but I mean, I just know that it's, it's just something that I'm experiencing and I just have to continue to get stronger. All right, well, um, <laughs> that's a, that's a, that's a fucking wrap. <laughs> um, Agni, Agni says, thank you for opening up with us. I wish to be like yours, your kids will be very lucky. To, yeah, like this man needs to have fucking kids, like a lot of young black kids need to have a fucking father like this just not even young black kids just in general like you really need to be able to have the next generation please have like five four kids kind of thing just because you honestly are i'm not saying you're a fucking amazing human being but like you really you're different in certain ways like for bad and good but a lot of kids can fucking young young males will be able to understand actual reality and not just get fucking fucked up. But anyways, regardless, thank you. No, I, pre I appreciate you guys saying that. And um, we shall meet again here in the call-in soon. Thank you, Agni. Thank you, uh, Mr. Two Extra, for hanging out earlier. Drew and Marco, thank you. Drew, Agni, uh, Shogi, appreciate Take you guys. You all have a wonderful time moving forward. Be well.